Hello, Mama. Hope you're having a beautiful day as always. I'm sitting here and I'm out of my closet. I, you know, I tell you a lot of times that I record in my closet because the sound quality is a little bit better. So if you can notice a difference, that's why. But we are going through a major heat wave over in Southern California and I just could not be in my closet because it doesn't get a lot of air conditioning in there. <laughs> it was miserable. So I've kind of just permanently shifted into my room and uh, hopefully it's okay. So, you know, soon we're going to be moving into our new house and I'll have a office. So, uh, you know, good, good things are on the horizon and I am so excited not to mention fall is coming which means, you know, for us, at least in a two or three months, we'll get some cold weather, maybe less, but I'm just trying to, you know, keep, uh, be realistic here. Cause you know, I got my big old pregnant belly and there's nothing I want more than some chilly weather and to wear some sweaters, but it always comes so much later than I want it to. So just waiting on that for all of you that live in states or countries that are getting some real fall weather I am so jealous and I hope you're enjoying it I made myself like a homemade pumpkin spice latte well I don't know if I call it a latte there wasn't like foamed milk but I added like my own seasonings because I didn't have you know any cream or anything and uh, it turned out pretty well I was really excited about it I added like some nutmeg and some cinnamon and some clove and uh, had like a, a tiny little splash of creamer in it like regular creamer and it really it was lovely so uh hope you're you're enjoying that too <laughs> okay anyways today we're gonna dive into the topic of prayer and this is such a crucial part of our lives a part of our healing a part of our journey with god it's just funny though because it is uh often for many of us and myself very much included kind of a challenge or something that we don't really make a priority and so i want to just share um a story a personal story of what i've learned and then some other tips that i have learned from other leaders and books and things in my life and so i'm excited to just kind of dive into this topic today and uh, i'm not going to have all of the answers ever for you but i hope that it gets you kind of started on this journey of um, having a conversation with God about what it looks like to grow in your prayer life. And I hope it inspires some, some new steps with him. Uh, before we jump in, I just want to remind you that when you take a minute to share an episode on a social media, it means the world to me. And I've been kind of avoiding social media lately, so sorry if I've missed your posts. But just know I see eventually that you have posted and it still means the world to me. So uh, if you could do that, uh, just take a second, take a screenshot of this episode or another episode that you have loved and, or just text a friend and say, Hey, this, this podcast has impacted me. It just means the world that um, God is just growing what's happening here and um, just uh, multiplying what he's doing because that just is amazing to see him working and i want everyone to have all of this healing and all of this goodness of god so thank you for doing that without further ado we are going to jump into today's episode Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, 
craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. So I am excited and kind of nervous to talk to you about prayer. Nervous because, like I I kind of mentioned earlier, prayer is not one of my strengths. It is not an area that I soar in. Uh, I know many people that are more of a prayer warrior than I am. Now, I do think over these past, specifically like, two or three years, God has grown exponentially my, my ability to pray and, uh, my ability to kind of tap into, you know, speaking to him and hearing from him and, and all of that conversation. But, you know, when it comes to the day to day, like making sure I'm faithful to pray over my marriage and to pray over my kids and, you know, not just with them, right? Like I pray over my kids every night and, you know, I have those routines, but like to spend a good chunk of time in the morning when I have my quiet time with God, like just fervent in prayer. I'm not always good at that. Like I get distracted. I get bored. I distraction is a big one. (laughs) I was going to repeat that again because it often happens. And it's what happens is like, I really love conversations with God. I love where I get to like um, have him un- help me unpack something where I'm confused about something or I'm stuck in something. And that's kind of a form of prayer where I'm, I'm bringing to him my thoughts and feelings and kind of asking him questions and hearing from him and um, just asking him to kind of give me wisdom. And so that's it's, it's a form of prayer. But we are called to go regularly to him, fervently to him, to ask for things, to, to bring his power to this earth earth. And so God, God asks us to do this regularly, all the time, like not stopping. Um, and I'm going to read it to you to begin with just a, a short passage from Luke. Um, this is found in Luke 11, starting in verse one. And it says, now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, Jesus said to them, uh, when you pray, say, and so he goes into a little bit of the Lord's prayer, which uh, many of you, most of you have heard. Um, and this is just a shortened version of it. It says, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. So that's the Lord's prayer. There is actually a lot in uh, the Lord's prayer that can kind of help you understand um, what your prayer should look like and and how to um, make it the way that is going to honor God. And we're not going to dive into all of that today, but what I really wanted to talk about is kind of this next portion. Um, So Jesus, you know, is telling them how to pray. He's trying to teach them. He he gives a portion of the Lord's Prayer. Um, You can find the full Lord's Prayer in one of the other Gospels. I don't know which one it is in this moment, but, um, you know, after he gives this shortened version of it, he goes into talking about how we are to pray. And this is what he says. He says, uh, Jesus said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, 
Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot give up. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend. Yet because of his impudence, he will rise and get him, give him whatever he needs. So essentially, this is like painting this picture of this guy that's going to the house in the middle of the night and saying, hey, I need some loaves of bread. Like, I have someone that just came into town. We have no food for him. This guy is starving. We need food now. And the guy in the house is like, uh, no, we're already in bed. I'm not going to answer the door. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> but this is saying, like, he, because of the the fervent nature of how this guy is calling out and saying he needs bread and because he's not going to stop knocking because of that the owner of the house eventually is going to get up get out of bed give him the bread kind of just to shut him up (laughs) i gotta be careful how i paint this picture because essentially this is like kind of how god asks us to come to him (laughs) that's not how god you know relates to us he doesn't want to just shut us up but he wants us to pray like that with with such fervency that we're like saying, no, you got to get out of bed. We, we need this. We can't go on without this. I'm going to keep bugging until it comes to pass. And so the, the verse continues, continuing in verse 10 and no, in verse nine, it says, and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. So here, Jesus is unpacking for us how he wants us to pray, how God wants our hearts to be towards him. And it's in this like expectancy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but, but he wants us to come to him again and again and again and keep knocking, keep knocking, and that he will open the door for us. And he makes some big promises about how he will answer our prayers. Now, it's not always going to be in the ways that we want or think he will, but he will answer our prayers. And so this is, this is important. Like, This is super important in our walk with God. And so I want to talk today about how we can be this kind of followers of Jesus, how we can lean into this relationship with God. And so the first thing that I kind of already uh, made a, a comment about is that we need to, first of all, pray in expectation and not out of like begging. So you know, you, you imagine the guy at the house, right? He's, he's knocking and he's not like, oh, um, please open the door. I'm hungry. Right. And, and, and just kind of begging and whining. And, you know, when, when the guy says, no, go away, he doesn't just kind of like sulk away and like, okay, I, I guess I was expecting that. Yeah, that's fine. Right. No, he, he knocks in expectation that the door will be answered. This guy is pretty bold, right? He's going in the middle of the night to his neighbor's house and is expecting that he will not walk away empty-handed. And I imagine that boldness, you know, comes in part because he knows there's someone in need of what he's seeking. And so, you know, he goes in like knowing he has to take care of this person that's just come into town. But but he goes in just just with this this expectation, this boldness, this courage and saying, 
hey, I am going to be here knocking at this door until you open it. I know you're a good neighbor. I know you care. I know you're going to come. I know you're not going to leave me stranded here. I'm going to keep knocking because I know you're going to come, right? And so that's how we want to be in our relationship with God. And what I find so much in other people, and really, you know, I, I share all this because this started in myself. I noticed in myself uh, a time ago that I would kind of come to God in like this begging, whining voice, kind of, um, kind of weak. And, you know, obviously we're weak before God, but, but not with the authority that he's given me because we're his children. And so we can come to him boldly. It says, come boldly into the throne room of God. Like we're not meant to come sulking with our heads down, you know, waiting to see if he's going to maybe answer our prayer. And, and maybe if he's, is he really, can he hear us? Is he listening? No, we come in with the authority knowing we're children of God. And God wants us to seek him this way. He wants us to ask him for things. Just like when our kids come to us, right? Like we don't like when they come in whining, like, oh, will you give me this, right? I, I, it drives me crazy when my son has that like little whiny voice and I'm like, no, like you need to just be bold. You need to be respectful and kind, right? I want him to say, please. I want him to say, may I, right? He needs to have manners and show me respect, but I want him to come in boldly knowing that I am planning to take care of him, right? Like whining is kind of, it's going in with this assumption that no one's really going to take care of me. My, my prayers aren't really going to be answered. I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen, right? No, we come in knowing we're going to be taken care of. Just like our kids know we're going to take care of them. And I just wanted to share this story from my life of kind of how God demonstrated this in my life. Because again, it's not always been that I've known the authority that I can have. It's not always been that I, I know how to walk in boldly and ask big prayers and do without whining and, and, and expect that my father in heaven is going to answer me. And kind of this, this cool way it showed up in my life is this was shortly after my miscarriage. If, if you haven't heard me talk about my miscarriage, it was a couple of years ago. And, um, it was this really big moment in my life. Um, not, not just because of the pain, like the pain was there, but God really used it to transform my whole walk with him, to increase my faith in these crazy ways to, to help me, um, get bolder to just so many things that he did really. That's how it, it's, that's why I started the podcast is because of what he did in that season. If you want to hear the full story, you can go back and listen to episode one, um, and just ha hear that unpacked. But you know, shortly after this, and one of the big reasons why I, it was such a profound uh, season of my life is because right before I found out that I had miscarried, I had heard God tell me that this baby was a girl. And so I was just like, you know, kind of new to hearing from God. And I didn't fully believe that he could speak to me. Like I believed he could speak to other people, but I wasn't really sure if I could hear from him. And so when I, you know, after I found out I had miscarried, I got the results of a blood test I had done and found out that it was in fact a girl. I, it just was this moment of like, oh my gosh, God really speaks to me. That was real. This is not imaginary. Like this is real. And so it just began this journey in my life of seeking God more than I ever have before. And it, it transformed my whole life. And 
specifically in that season, I was like seeking him hardcore and I was really learning how to hear his voice and how to trust in that. And so, um, I was really excited. I had been hearing about just this idea of praying for kind of random people that you encounter in life. And so I had heard all these cool stories of how that had impacted people. And I was really inspired. And one day I went into the gym and I, I was already kind of just really filled with the Holy Spirit. My friend had asked me to pray for her and I was just so honored by that. It was kind of right as I was walking into the gym and um, I, I just was feeling so filled up by God. And so I went to the gym and, you know, normally I'd like to put on a, po- a podcast while I exercise, but that day I was like, no, I need worship music. I have to be worshiping right now. Like I was just flowing in the spirit and I put on the worship music and I was just like sailing through my workout like more than ever before. And I was just crushing it. It felt so good. And as I was doing that, there was this little like wipe station. This was like in the era, I think like right before COVID really hit. Yeah, that's when it was. And there was this little wipe station so people could go and wipe down their, you know, their exercise equipment and sanitize it, which really, I mean, it's pretty, I hope they still have those there. I haven't been to the gym in a while, but that's just, you know, we sweat all over. It's so nasty. So I hope they still have those. Not as worried about germs, but just for the sweat factor. Anyways, there was one like right in front of my elliptical, my always chosen uh, instrument for exercise. And people, you know, would keep coming up and grabbing a wipe. And so as I'm listening to my worship music, I'm feeling God's presence. Every time someone would come up, I would just get this feeling that I was supposed to pray for them. And it kept happening like this one person would come and I would have this urge to pray for them. And I was like dismissing. I was like, no, no, what is this? No, what, what, no, God, like, what is this? Are you speaking to me? What is this? And it kept happening and happening. And then, you know, I, I just kept trying to brush it off. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm too new to this. I don't know if this is your voice. I don't know if I'm just crazy and just inspired by, you know, these stories I've been hearing. I don't know about this. And so I kept brushing it off until it got to this point. This, this old man kind of came up in front and grabbed a wipe. And I was looking down, I had that same impression. I need to pray for him and specifically like for, for healing for him. And, and as I was looking at him, I then all of a sudden noticed he had a cane. And so then it was like, it hit me super hard. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this really is God speaking. And literally in that same moment, my music stopped. It wasn't like the end of a song. It wasn't, you know, just a natural break. It wasn't, um, that I lost reception. It just, the, the next song was like queued up. But there was, there was nothing playing and that, that doesn't ever happen. Like that was not like a normal occurrence. My phone wasn't like broken, you know, and, and just all of a sudden it, it was paused and it was almost like this opening that God was like urging me like, Hey, this is your window. Go, go now and pray for him. Ask if he wants to be prayed for. Go now. And I was like, Oh my gosh, God, are you kidding me? Like, I'm too new at this. I don't know if I can hear your voice. I don't know if this is really you. This is absolutely crazy. And so I was just sitting there like in shame and fear and just doubt. And, you know, again, there's just still silence. No music is playing. And, you know, eventually the man leaves and I'm just like, just stuck in this moment. And I'm, I'm just sitting kind of in a lot of fear and shame and just feeling like, gosh, I don't know what to do right now. And I'm like, okay, God, here, here's the thing. I'm not trying to test you, but I just need a little encouragement. Like I'm, I'm so new to this. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ask for some signs that this is your voice. And 
So I said, okay, God, if I look over to my right and I look at the wall and there's a seven on the wall, there's no significance in seven. It's just it's not my favorite number. It's just a random thought in my head. If there's a seven on the wall, then I'm going to know this is your voice. And so I'm like, okay, I look over at the wall and at first I'm like, oh, okay, there's no seven. Woo, we're good. We're fine. Let's just keep working out. Okay. And then all of a sudden I notice there's a clock on that wall <laughs> and I'm like, Oh gosh. Okay. 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 All right. All right. God, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't really, uh, you know, choose something hard enough. You know, I kind of pulled like a Gideon. If you've heard the story of Gideon, he lays out a, a wool on the ground and like he tells God, I can't remember which one comes first. I think he says, if the ground is wet and the wool is dry, it'll be a sign that this is what God's telling him. And then it happens. And then Gideon's like, well, no, actually, God, I should have said it the other way because this isn't what happens anyway. So if, if the ground is dry and the wool is wet or, you know, vice versa. And so I kind of pulled a Gideon in that moment. I'm like, okay, God, I didn't, I didn't choose something hard enough. So I'm like, okay, God, if this is really your voice, if you really want me to go and pray for him, and then um, I, I asked that the next person that's going to come through this door, there's like little, you know, separate areas in the gym. So this was just like one small specific area. I pray that the next person that comes in this, in this part of the gym would be wearing a red shirt, just random. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure where that came from. And so then, you know, I'm just sitting there and really like in that moment, again, the music is still not playing. I'm, I'm just feeling like down. I'm like, gosh, God, I'm so horrible. And God, can you please give me the red shirt? I, I don't know what to do. And, oh, I'm just, I just feel so guilty and I feel so much shame for not feeling to do this. And, you know, I'm just so horrible and, oh God, just, can you give me the red shirt? Right. Like there's just like this, this weakness, this fear, this kind of whining, um, this begging, this pleading. And, and as I'm in it, it's like, I, God just kind of speaks to me. And he says, do you feel the unmis unmistakable difference of sitting in fear versus sitting in my presence? And so in that moment, I was reminded of like when I first got into the gym and how I was feeling and how I was flying on the exercise machine and, and, and how good I felt. And then I was thinking about how I felt right now as I was sitting in fear and shame and honestly, like my workout slowed down majorly and my heart was heavy and I just felt downtrodden. And I just had this realization of this fear that I was sitting in in comparison to how I had walked in filling his spirit. And literally like right after God said that as, a, and as I'm realizing all of this, literally in that moment, the music that had stopped that entire time came back on. And it came on to this new song I had never heard. But even before I hear the lyrics, I just start praising God. And I say, God, I believe this red shirt's coming through the door. God, I believe that you're speaking to me. God, I'm waiting on you to act. God, I'm ready for what you have for me. God, I believe your word, right? I'm just, I'm just speaking to him in, in expectancy. My body is, is moving in expectancy. I have energy again. I feel filled again with his presence. And then the lyrics, <laughs> come on. And I could not believe them. And the, the whole song is so good. But this, this line specifically, 
Well, first, the first words are come alive, come alive, come alive, dry bones. And so I just felt like it was this call to me that God was awakening something new inside of me that had never been awoken before. And then there's this this verse that says, are you waiting on heaven or is it waiting on you? For the Holy Ghost is already in the room. And even like reading that now, I'm just tearing up thinking of that because that's exactly what was happening. Like God was speaking to me. He was waiting on me and I'm just looking at him, waiting on him. Like, are you sure? I don't know about this. Like, show me some signs, God. Show me this is you. And God's saying, I'm already in the room. I'm already speaking. I need you to move. And so I hopped off that treadmill and I ran and I looked for this old man and I could not find him anywhere. And it was really a bummer. But that moment transformed how I began to pray and how I began to trust God's voice. And, you know, trusting his voice is it's a whole other episode. We've done some on it in the past, but today I really want to focus on the part of praying with that kind of expectation. That is that is how every day you should go into that relationship with God and pray with that expectancy that he is going to answer the door that he is going to answer these prayers to go in with that hope and that knowledge that he's a good God. We're not doubting that. We're not doubting he's a good father. So even if he doesn't answer in the way that we think he should, or we want him to, we stand in confidence that he's a good God. We come in with the authority that we are his children and we're going to pray that expectation that he's going to open the door. He is going to answer because he's a good father. So I want you just to begin to notice how you're praying. Are you praying out of lack, out of begging, out of fear, or are you praying out of expectancy that your God's going to show up for you? So that's, that's my first and my biggest point that I wanted to share with you. I just wanted to share that story that, that happened that like still to this day gives me chills when I hear that song and I think about it. Uh, that song, if you want to hear the whole thing is by Hillsong and it's, called Come Alive, and literally like the, the whole song, every lyric just spoke to that moment. It's just so, it's so good. Um, so yeah, go listen to that. Um, but moving on from the first point, another tip that I have for you to really grow in your prayer life is, and this is something I learned from my pastor, and that is to pray out loud. So no, don't just pray out loud when you're with people, when you know, you're, you're coming together for community prayer, but in the morning when you're with God or whatever time of day it's happening, pray out loud. Now I know this is not always feasible. Maybe you can go outside, go to a different room, maybe, you know, pray quietly out loud. Maybe this is something you do in your car, but find regular spaces to pray out loud. And what this does is one, you know, I talked about the distraction factor. This helps you not get distracted, right? Like, cause you're speaking out loud. So if you stop speaking, you're going to notice and you're gonna be like, wait, Oh, I got off track there. Right? So it helps you stay focused and it really like helps you get into it. Like it's this reminder that you're, you're not just talking to yourself. You're not just thinking you're talking to the creator of the universe and what you're doing is important. And so it, it actually, helps so much and it helps you process like what you're praying and it helps you not just get lost in in all of the different you know nuances of what what you're trying to pray for 
It forces you to to articulate what it is that you're asking God for. So pray out loud with that expectation, right? And these all kind of go hand in hand. The next one is to be passionate. And I remember this, talked about this, the first time I had kind of really heard about this was in the book Pursuit by Dave Patterson, and it's a 21-day prayer and fasting devotional. And it's so good. My, my church went through it a couple of years ago and it just was a game changer, but it talked about how in our prayer life, we need to be passionate and like, and that, that good prayer is passionate prayer. And at first it kind of like threw me off because I think in my mind, I was thinking, well, well, why do we need to be like that? Right. Then that's just for show. Right. Then it's just kind of like trying to get people with this emotional high. Right. But, um, First of all, when it's by ourselves, like that's not, there's no one to perform for. But, you know, whether it's by ourselves or with people, the thing about passionate prayer is that it means that you are excited, right? When we get excited, you hear me all the time on the podcast. When I get excited, I get passionate. I raise my voice. When I really care about something, I get into it. I put my voice into it. I put my body into it. I, I care about it. My heart is in it. And so it's so different than just praying these routine prayers that we pray all the time, you know, which are not bad if they're coming from your heart, but you need to get like some energy into it because you're going to get more excited about it. You're going to rile yourself up for what God's doing in your life, right? And so we want to try and get, get all of ourselves into this. And when it's things that we really care about, which most of the time it is, right? We're praying over our kids, praying over our marriage, or praying for breakthrough. Like these are things that could not be more important. And so we do care. So let's get some of that care and put it into our prayer. And now God made us all differently. So your passion might sound different than my passion, but we need all of us to get that passion in there. Okay. And then number four, I love this one. Um, I learned this from my good friend, Becky Isaacs, and she's just, oh man, talk about wisdom. Oh yeah, she's incredible. But (laughs) she taught me that we, God loves it when we pray his word back to him. So all throughout the Bible, God makes all kinds of promises about who we are, about what he's going to do for us, uh, all of these things. And he loves it when we essentially quote that and pray it back to him, remind him of what he said. And there's so much power in that because there's power in his word, right? And and so when we pray that, that's going to help us stand in that confidence of like, okay, you said this, God. So so I know you're going to do it because you do not go back on your word. Like that's impossible for you to do. And so it not only like gets you know, God excited because he loves hearing his, his word prayed out loud and there's power in that. But it, it reminds our hearts too of who we're talking to, that we're talking to the creator of the universe. We're, we're talking about these, um, these amazing promises he's made to us. And so, you know, one example that, that I actually love to use this for among many other things, but is tithing. Uh, we're going to talk about tithing soon on the podcast, but Tithing is this, you know, that's giving 10% of our income back to God. And it's what God asks us to do. This is how we are faithful in our finances. But in the Bible, there are so many times where God promises that if we fulfill this task that he has given us, we are faithful to tithe, then he is going to bless us more than before. He's going to do more with our 90% than we could ever do with our 100%. And so God makes all of these promises. And so I love like when I'm, I'm praying with someone, 
and they're struggling financially. And I asked them if they've been tithing. And when they have, I'm like, okay, go. Because God promises this. He's not going to go back on his word. And so we, we dive in and I'm like, okay, God, thank you that you promise that when we are faithful to tithe, God, you are going to bless us, God. And we just remind you of that promise. And we wait in expectation for your fulfillment of that promise, God. Please bring provision, God, in this area, God. You know, and so that's just a small example. You can keep going. But we remind him, we quote scripture to him. So I could, I could pull up, I don't have them right now, but pull up some scripture where it promises that God's going to fulfill his, his provision to us when we tithe. And so with whatever you're facing, pull up some scripture that relates to it, right? Say, do not fear. Okay, God, I use this one all the time. I say, okay, God, you tell me never to worry about anything. Do not fear. And that all I need to do is come to you and pray in gratitude. So God, Okay, I'm releasing it to you. I'm not going to fear, but you're promising to do something about this. So, you know, that's when I go all the time. So know some scripture that you can go to to help you pray, and it's going to change your prayer life. So I hope that encourages you. I hope those are some, some new ways of looking at prayer, some new steps to take. And I'm just praying that you can grow in this, just like me. I'm on this journey with you, too. I'm trying to figure this out too and and to be faithful in this way that God asks us to. And I know that it, it does transform lives when we choose this. So let me pray for you. <laughs> God, I just thank you for these women. I thank you for prayer, God. I thank you that there's power in it that I don't fully understand, Lord. And I thank you that you have grace for all of us as we're trying to navigate this and learn this, Lord. And I just pray for each one of us, God, that you would convict us, God, to be able to step deeper into prayer with you, God, that we would be able to, to be faithful, to come to you regularly with these things that, that are hard and that are heavy and that we need to see breakthrough in, God. But we would come in with this expectation that you're going to answer the door. God, you're a good father. You're not going to leave us outside. God, you're going to open the door and you're going to answer our prayer, not always in the way we want, but in the way we need, God. And we just praise you for your faithfulness. God, we praise you that we can we can come to you like that boldly. Wow, what, a, what an honor it is to get to, to be your children, Lord. And so I just pray for all of us, you would just help us to grow in this area, God. Help us to be more faithful, more passionate, more, more excited for uh, waiting in expectation for what you're going to do. We love you and we praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.